Well, good evening, everybody. Hope you're having a great night. We, of course, are fresh off episodes five and six of The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary about the final season of Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and the crew. And so for this recap, I don't want to get too much into the specific episodes other than I, I have a topic that is probably pretty heartfelt. Um, we, of course, saw the uh, fun Im- images and memories of Kobe on tonight. And it's just something uh, that came to my mind and something I want to talk about uh, because it was something that, that has been pressing on me and something I haven't always believed. But I think it's time for more people to acknowledge it. One thing I came to realize probably around the time that Kobe retired was that Kobe was the greatest scorer uh, the game has ever seen. Um, Before you shoot me down, I want you to hear my case. It's not something, again, that I've always believed uh, and that I thought. But as I've gotten older and I've examined the game, I've uh, grown deeper in appreciation of the game of basketball and, and just really love the game. Um, as you get older, you start to to appreciate greatness and, and the things that have happened and the things that you've seen. And just examining the game, uh, examining the greatest scores we've ever seen, I think Kobe um, comes out on top. Does that mean he's the greatest player ever? Well, the case can be made. Um, but I'll say that for another video. Um, he, he doesn't fall number one on my list. I have someone else number one without... I'm not going to give that away. We'll save that for another time. But there's a lot that goes into the game of of basketball. You know, it's not just scoring. And so that's what I meant by who was the greatest player of all time. It's other things that goes into that, whether that's defense, rebounding, passing, uh, your leadership and team morale, all that great stuff. But I'm talking strictly about scoring. I personally believe uh, the case can be made for only three players. Only three players can you can even talk about in the discussion for the greatest score of all time. That's Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, uh, and of course the Black Mamba, Kobe being Bryant. I mean, if we have to have a, a case, if we taking this case to trial, <laughs> those three are the only ones we can even consider. All right, and and depending on the trajectory of of KD's career, how it pans out. He could. He's the only one that, that I can see that could get added to that list at this point. Um, getting started with with the, the three I've mentioned, Wilt. Wilt was an athletic beast, right? You know, he was a unicorn for his day. And I want to give Wilt all the credit in the world. He was a track star, basketball star, volleyball star. Uh, you know, Wilt was just, he, he was so unique for his time period and he dominated and I think we have to give him a, a great amount of credit um, for that. And But we also have to be frank and, and recognize that, that Wilt's competition was just supremely inferior. It just wasn't up to par. Uh, and he played in a time where there were only, you know, eight teams, I think, at the beginning. And so there, there's just a lot of factors as to why Wilt had a 100-point game. There's a lot of factors on, on how he could average 50 and 20 in a season. And, and and play all 48 minutes uh, every game for a season. You know, it's it's just a lot of factors in that. And just to take those numbers at face value, of course, would be disingenuous. And and, you, and so you can't get to a conclusion or, or a good conclusion 
uh, by not factoring in all of those things. So as great as Wilt uh, was for his time period, and we have to appreciate that even though it was an inferior competition and, you know, he was pretty much the only uh, supreme <laughs> athletic being there, we still give him credit for that, but put it in its proper place. So that means, and, and of course, we're nitpicking, you know, that's what we're doing. We're nit- When we talk about the greats, we're, we are nitpicking, and, and he Wilt is a great. But as it relates to the greatest score of all time, that means it comes down to Michael and Kobe. Now, most would say, and I was one of those people, that, that Kobe is just a carbon copy of Mike, right? He's the, the, the copy can't be better than the original. Yes, Kobe brilliantly executed Michael's moves, but just as MJ brilliantly executed David Thompson and Jerry West, Walter Davis, and Dr. J's moves, right? They, they all put their brilliant flair and spin on the game, and that has to be uh, appreciated. The cool thing is the moves evolve, so you're you're able to watch uh, the, the dynamics of the game change, and, and a lot of people haven't even watched these players play that I just mentioned. So we think Michael Jordan just showed up one day, and he was Michael Jordan, he had that game. Michael Jordan... Uh, was influenced by other players just like every other player is just like Kobe was influenced by him now Kobe did take it to a to a level in, in terms of his invitation that that was just far beyond anything that we had had ever seen sure I'll give you that but in terms of the the nuances of the game and and the the really minor details of the game if you analyze Kobe and Jordan's game especially on the latter end of, of Kobe's prime years, you'll see a, a a vast difference in the execution of certain moves. And that alone, to me, um, is is worth noting and, and so important when, when talking about the greatest score of all time. Because if you're, good, you're just going to look at it and say, well, Kobe and, and Michael do the same moves, then you're having a very flawed argument. And again, we can't get to the bottom of the case. We're trying to get to the bottom of the case. We're trying to put it on trial and show, okay, why is this true? And so, um, Jordan, the thing, the thing about Michael, Michael, uh, he was kind of a unicorn for his day too, in terms of, of the athleticism. There were a lot of other athletic players, but Michael, executed his moves with such flair and and he was just in rarefied air in terms of his hang time um how he used his 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 penetration and driving to the goal it wasn't just brute force it was like a gazelle you know it was just speedy quick but then he he would almost seem to levitate in the air and just hang um and his his fadeaway the hang time on his jumper and and as he got older, he he relied more on the fadeaway and the dribble pull-ups, and he just had them executed to to perfection. The greatest mid-range dribble pull-ups um, that that we've ever seen. There's no denying that nobody had a better mid-range game uh, than Michael Jordan, in, in my opinion. Um, Kobe did indeed do everything that Jordan did, and this is the reason. Now I want to get into the reasons on why. Uh, I believe Kobe is superior to Jordan as a scorer. I've just laid out how great Jordan was, um, but this is my these are my reasons behind why I think uh, Kobe is a superior scorer. Jordan 
was able, as I previously mentioned, to execute those moves in a way in which he was athletically superior to his opponents. And it got everybody's attention. It was just, it was awesome to watch. By the time Kobe came along, the game was starting to catch up to Michael in terms of there were a lot more uh, athletic defenses. There were a lot more wings. It wasn't just the big, big man's game. Um, the game was getting younger back in Jordan's uh, day when he first came in. It was the guys were very old. If, if again, you have to watch these games. If you don't watch '80s games and early '90s games, then you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you're familiar with these games, you'll you'll look on the court and you'll see players be like, "Man, that dude looks like he's old enough to be somebody's granddad." Like it's it was an older game. The game began to get younger, more athletic, more spry. More everybody had that same jumping ability uh, like MJ and Dominique had. You just you started those players started to flood the league. And again, the league began uh, by the time Kobe came to really just catch up to that high flying wing type of, of dominance. You were able to to put a, a, a larger defender or a small forward on on that shooting guard. And so Kobe couldn't just do the moves the way MJ did and expect the same result. It, you just couldn't do that. The defense was better. There was a hand contesting it uh, in the face, in the face to throw off uh, the trajectory of the shot. You know, there there were people getting in in your space. You had you had that that Shane Battier, Bruce Bowen, uh, Tony Allen style of defense that really began to be popular. And and again, you couldn't just dribble pull up as Michael had become so accustomed to. You couldn't just get on the block and not think. That you were gonna get get double teamed, and and that you were gonna have a six seven six eight guy guarding you. You weren't going to have John Starks in the post on you or Reggie Miller, who was who was a book eighty soaking wit. They began to put small forwards and and players that were stronger, taller than Kobe, to guard him. The small guard or the shooting guard rarely guarded Kobe in in the big games, especially. They normally had the the small forward on him, especially if the shooting guard was undersized. So when you look at how Kobe put his own spin on those moves, look at Kobe's fadeaway. When people do the fadeaway today, we don't yell, Michael. <laughs> nobody nobody does the fadeaway, the spin, throws it in the trash can and yells, Jordan, we're not at the court doing the fadeaway yelling, Michael. Nope, never heard it. What are we saying? We're saying Kobe, why? Because as great as Jordan's fadeaway was, there is a brilliance to Kobe's fadeaway. Jordan's fadeaway, again, it was based on the fact that I'm overpowering my opponent in the post and I'm able to spin and, and levitate over them. Kobe didn't necessarily have that advantage. So you see a much larger lean back on his fadeaway. And I'm kind of getting technical. I don't want to get too boring. But the reason Kobe's fadeaway looked um, aesthetically better, it was more pleasing to the eye. Uh, than Michael's was because Kobe really had to to position himself uh, himself on the block in a way where he had to really create separation between his opponent and it create just stylistically a better looking fadeaway which to me is just a better fadeaway so if I'm again if we're gonna go move for move who's the better scorer yeah Kobe um is 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 has the better fadeaway and and I I attribute that to the defenses. The thing about the bad boys pistons that no one pointed out, which is super important, super super important. Outside of them knocking the crap out of Jordan <laughs> when when he was driving to the basket, you have to understand the pistons were great the uh, great defensive team. They were playing 
a variation of the zone defense before the zone was actually allowed to be implemented when the zone was illegal. They didn't, you know, they, they weren't necessarily getting caught by, by being in the paint, but they, they were basically putting Jordan in a zone. If you ever look at those games and that's why if you look at Jordan's field goal percentage in the playoffs, especially against every other team, Jordan shot 50% almost every year, regular season and playoffs. The Pistons are the only team that kept Jordan at like 40 something percent in this every series, every series. Just go look at the numbers. Jordan never shot 40% in the playoffs, but against the Pistons, he did. So now you have to fast forward and look at Kobe. Kobe's going against those kind of defenders on the night in, night out. There are, there are no uh, days off. There are no Craig Elos. <laughs> no no disrespect to Craig Elo or Mark Price holding you in the playoffs. There are now these dominant athletic players all in your grill every position, every night. It doesn't matter if you in, it's a rainy night in Milwaukee in March. They're, the NBA has caught up. And so we can't look at Kobe and say, well, Kobe only shot 45% from the field. Jordan shot 50 Well, of course Jordan shot 50%. When you're athletically superior to your defender, there's going to be a lot more efficiency. But in terms of the defense that's played on Kobe, that was played on Kobe Bryant, that's why we're going to get, yeah, that field goal percentage is going to be a little bit lower and those moves are going to be harder to pull off. So if you want to examine the fadeaway, Kobe gets the edge there. The pull-up jumper. Jordan, as I said, greatest mid-range player, greatest pull-up jumper uh, in the mid-range we've ever seen. Kobe's pull-up dribble, and that's just the, when you have the ball, whether you're uh, behind the three-point line or step inside the three-point line, you might dribble once, dribble twice. Uh, you might pull up uh, for the jumper. Kobe's pull-up jumper is a lot deeper uh, than Jordan's. And so, again, I'm giving the edge there to Kobe just based on degree of difficulty. Kobe could take the mid-range uh, shot as well, but of course the defenses are gonna keep try to keep him out of the paint uh, as much as possible, especially as it really as it relates to to getting to that free throw line area um, and, and not at the rim. That's kind of not a great shot to take in in today's game. <laughs> Most people would rather take uh, the long three or the layup. Kobe's game was was just so fluid that Kobe would take the long one. And, and a lot of people, I remember George Carl said that was the most inefficient shot <laughs> to take. But Carmelo loved that shot. Kobe loved that shot. But if you just look at the brilliance of Kobe pulling up right inside the three-point line and look at the degree of difficulty of that shot. Yes, Michael hit a lot of dribble pull-ups. His, his game winner in the finals, um, in, I think it was in 97 in game one, when he's dribbling on the weak side and he pulls up. He's right inside kind of that free throw line area. Kobe's shot, his pull-up dribble uh, jumpers came right inside the three-point line a lot of times. And so it was just a more difficult shot. Uh, it was It's a shot that, that you have to take because it keeps the defense um, off kilter a little bit and keeps them honest. And when Kobe's knocking that shot down, that'll allow him to drive into the goal and get easier shots. But he opens up the floor and opens up his game by taking those, those hard uh, long range, uh, two point shots. And so again, I love Jordan's mid range game, but to me, Kobe's, uh, pull up right inside the three point line is just one of the most beautiful moves. It's a move that you can tell he practices. And if you've ever hooped and played ball, you know, that, that move is just one of the hard, that long two is it, off the dribble is just a difficult shot. And Kobe made a living perfecting that shot. Um, the three pointer, we of course, no, I'm not going to hold it against Jordan that that his era 
wasn't really known for three-point shooting. Kobe was a better three-point shooter, took way more threes, was better at it, could fade away shooting a three, could shoot it standing still, could shoot it off the dribble. Um, that's not even a conversation to have. Kobe's a way better three-point shooter than Jordan. I don't think there's even one clip of Jordan ever shooting a fadeaway three. Like I, I, I've never seen if it, if it, and I've seen a lot of Michael Jordan games. I've never seen Jordan shooting a contested fadeaway three, um, and Kobe did that shot many, many a time. And so as it relates to the three pointer, uh, you know, it's not even close. That goes to Kobe. And so I'm just building the case. It, I, I said if we're taking it to trial. I'm just building a case. Kobe has the superior fadeaway, the, su- the superior uh, pull-up jumper that's deeper. He's a better three-point shooter. What else? He's a better free-throw shooter. He's a better free-throw shooter than, than Jordan. Barely. They're both great free-throw shooters, but but Kobe's just clutch. We remember that that conversation that he had with uh, Gerald Wallace, and it's just, you know, it's just something about Kobe at the free-throw line. You know he's going he's gonna to bury those shots. Uh, we remember him even coming to the line with the torn Achilles, and, and hitting the free throws. It's, it's, we could go on and on. So the Kobe gets the edge in free throw percentage. Uh, barely, but that still goes to, to Kobe. Handles. Off the dribble. J- uh, Jordan was was ahead of his time in terms of his game um, in in the late 80s, early 90s. We all know the, the move he put on Bird in the garden. Uh, that dribbling style was definitely, it was around, but it was rare. Um, we know in today's game is it's just gone to another level, and and Kobe's moves off the dribble, his footwork uh, was superior, and, and I don't think anyone would deny that that Kobe's footwork and and handle his dribbling ability was better than Jordan's. And so when if you're gonna say that Michael Jordan, as I used to say, was a superior uh, scorer than Kobe, then we have to find something that Jordan is better at than Kobe and I've yet to find one thing I've been been racking my brain and that's what made me just go ahead and say it like Kobe's the greatest score we've ever seen um and it's just it gave us so many fun memories seeing seeing him on the screen but if nothing else if nothing else I've said uh has swayed you (laughs) I, I present my last argument which is Kobe's 81 point game I mean, Kobe's masterpiece. That's that's it. There's no way we can watch that 81-point game. Jordan's played some great games. Look at the litany of moves Kobe's doing in that 81-point game. Look at the array uh, and uh, of moves and, and what he's bringing out of the bag. There's nothing he couldn't do. And so, yes, Jordan was more efficient. Jordan has more rings. He has more MVPs. You want to go to, he has more scoring titles. Um, But if you want to go by who's the greatest scorer of all time, if you want to go by actual moves, if you want to put everything into context and go by defenses and what players were doing, Kobe's Kobe's superior. I I couldn't even give Jordan one check, not three-pointers, not free throws, nothing. Kobe's a superior uh, scorer. And so let me know what you think. I know many of you will disagree, but it's 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 a great conversation to have. Uh, Wilt, Kobe, Jordan, all great scores, but I've enjoyed this conversation. I've enjoyed talking about the great Kobe Bean Bryant, the Black Mamba, rest in peace. And I look forward to doing uh, some more discussions on the actual documentary and, and getting to some more of the ins and outs of The Last Dance. Until next time, I'll see you. Peace.